Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to the GeForce Podcast, a show for car enthusiasts by car enthusiasts. For most enthusiasts, we tend to baby our car to some degree. From parking in the furthest spot in the parking lot to putting up a sunshade even on the cloudiest of days, car enthusiasts tend to put a lot of effort into caring for their cars. Part of this stems from the fact that a well-looked-after car looks and drives better than a non-looked-after car. Another part of it is cars are usually pretty expensive, especially ones that are sought after by a lot of car enthusiasts. We generally don't make brilliant financial decisions, and that's especially true with cars. So taking care of our terrible quote-unquote investment is almost a coping mechanism for the financial horror we cause. Unfortunately, what often goes against the actions of constantly maintaining and protecting our cars is actually going out and driving them, getting to properly enjoy them. Of course, with driving cars, most of the wear and tear just comes from us driving like a car enthusiast, getting the engine revs up in the upper half of the tack, and pushing the limits of the brakes till we start to feel them get a little bit overheated. This wear and tear should be expected and factored into us maintaining our cars. It just means even more money needs to be spent on maintenance. But how about when we're driving with other cars on the road and daily driving our fun car? I don't know about you, but I'm usually far more concerned and worried about what other people are doing on the road rather than what I'm doing. Don't believe me? Think about the average driver. How they drive, where their priorities are, where their focus is. Now remember, half of the drivers on the road are worse. Given that other people driving on the road is the biggest worry for most of us car enthusiasts, Commuting in your garage queen or main fun car becomes quite the stressful event. Not only having to deal with traffic blocking you from properly enjoying your car, but just the risk of getting a scratch or worse on your car. Oh, and also the risk of your car overheating while sitting in bumper to bumper traffic for those with borderline race cars. So this begs the question, Does it make sense to keep your dream or fun car as your everyday car? Or should you budget enough to get a cheap daily driver? Let's delve into the realm of getting a cheap daily. As a car enthusiast, I'm always down to get more cars. Of course, money and space are the biggest constraints to achieving that. But what if we don't really factor in any of those uh, two constraints? Well, there's the whole lottery route from Dream 3 episode of the G-Force podcast, but let's be more realistic and solve the issue with the other extreme. Having your main car and one spot for it, and getting a real cheap car, one that can be street parked and you don't have to think twice about it. This is the beauty of a cheap daily or a beater car. It's a great everyday tool that you don't even have to keep in perfect shape. You can take it anywhere and pretty much everywhere to run errands and to get from place to place, all while not having to worry about where you park it or if people or things will bump into it. You can also get a cheap beater car 
that has low maintenance and low running costs, basically eliminating the biggest cost of car ownership outside of the car purchase itself. The whole goal of getting a beater car is to minimize your stress when you drive. By not caring as much about what happens to the car, you can be more comfortable around all the maniacs on the road. Now, I did say that beater cars are really an emphasis on the tool part of a car. That its purpose is to get you from point A to point B. But that doesn't necessarily mean a beater car is no fun. There's a strong argument that beater cars can be almost as fun as your main fun car, given the low stress it causes, for example. Plus, you can feel more comfortable about pushing it around a bit and uh, not having to worry as much about the consequences. Take for example snowy or rainy weather. You'd probably be somewhat stressed driving your fun main car, but in a beater? You're having fun dealing with the slight fishtailing or the splashing through the massive puddles. It's like being a kid. You get to have all this fun with minimal responsibilities. There's something truly special about this, and this can contribute to cheap beater cars being fun. Beater cars can also have a soul, have character, that most might not discover until they start driving a beater. Fun cars have character. They can get it from the factory, and they can also get it from the miles they've driven. With cheap cars, the fun factor generally comes from the latter, with the car having its own story to share with the next owner. There's actually a big subset of car culture focused on these cheap and characterful cars. Sometimes known as hoopties, these cars generally are purchased far below the original MSRP and after many years and or many miles of driving have left an impression on the vehicle. Hoopty culture takes the cheap old beater and actually shines the light on how great these cars can be. With the current generation of hoopties coming from the late 80s through the early 2000s. Although these old, somewhat rundown cars might not be as perfect as when they were originally built, Others might look at this and say, Hoopties are no longer as boring as they were when they rolled off the production line. Hoopties generally lack all the expensive and impressive performance that more modern and quote-unquote desirable cars, but the Hoopty charm and the stories from the cars make up for that fun factor. That being said, if you wanted to modify your Hoopty to be a bit faster, there are probably a lot of cheap modifications available, and it's a lot less stressful working on a cheap car than on your main car. But that only lasts as long as you don't turn your cheap hoopty into a race car. So cheap daily drivers can be fantastic to supplement your garage, preventing unnecessary boring driving in your main car, and also helping reduce your stress during those times you need to just use your car as a tool. And cheap cars can still be fun to own, just in a more quirky way. You can park them or leave them anywhere without a second thought, load them up with anything from furniture to bags of dirt, and not worry about messing up the interior. And they can be much cheaper to daily drive than a traditional fun car. However, the biggest issue I see with daily driving a beater car 
you're not getting to daily drive your fun car. What I mean is, even though commuting can be quite the chore, and all the maniacs on the road can stress you out, it's still so much fun to be able to take advantage of any small gap and floor it, or to take a turn a bit more aggressively, or even to just downshift and hear your fun car's exhaust. There's just something so fun and special about being able to drive your fun car all the time. It does come at the risk of door dings and fender benders. Unfortunately, I only know too well about that. But at least you'll have a smile on your face most of the other times when you can just enjoy the car. So what's the correct answer here? To daily a cheap beater or to daily your fun car? You could probably create some lists of pros and cons for both ideas, ranging from running costs and expenses to parking lot stresses. At the end of the day, you have to choose the option that's going to make you the happiest. Share your thoughts with us on Twitter at GeForce Podcast. We'd love to hear from both Team Hoopty and Team Fun Cars. <laughs>